Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a new edition of Phillies Today on Monday, December 4th. Happy birthday, Ricky Ricardo. Pretty sure December 4th is his birthday. I need to text him today. Pretty sure he told me his birthday is December 4th because Jay-Z's birthday is the same day. Jay's, so happy birthday, Jay-Z, as well. The the potential goat in hip-hop history. The great Jay-Z, but also the great Ricky Ricardo. So happy birthday to Ricky Ricardo. Happy birthday to Jay-Z. Happy birthday to anybody else that's birthdays also today. December, a great month of birthdays. My birthday on the last day of this month. So there you go. So but happy birthday to WIP's own uh, Ricky Ricardo. And um, yeah, so I hope you are all having a great, great start off to your week. I know it's tough with birds lost yesterday to the 49ers, but hope you're all having um, a good start to your Monday as we record Phillies today on Sports Radio 94 WIP, a WIP podcast as we move on throughout here, here throughout the offseason. Winter meetings started yesterday. So we're going to uh, not not much to really update you on Phillies wise as far as as far as hot stove goes, but I do have a, a few fun things to talk about today. Number one, I want to talk about the bullpen because I recently read a piece in MLB.com from Todd Zalecki uh, where they talked about the bullpen just for a second, but I do find it intriguing. I want to know what your guys' opinion is out there on what the Phillies should do with the bullpen. Should they possibly trade for Emmanuel Classe? Should they sign Josh Hader? I don't think so, but we're going to go through the options here. I'm going to give you guys the best option I think it is for the Phils with the bullpen going into 2024. And then I forgot about somebody, Hall of Fame-wise, that's on the ballot that played for the Phillies. Billy Wagner. I did Utley, Rollins, and Abreu, but I forgot Billy Wagner. So I want to talk about Billy Wagner, his Hall of Fame case, whether he he should be in the Hall of Fame and whether he will get in or not. Uh, for this year, his ninth year on the ballot. Then we'll get to Shohei Otani news. Someone was actually elected in the Hall of Fame from the contemporary ballot. We'll get to that. And a big trade that involves the National League East. Someone was traded from, it was a Seattle and Atlanta trade. So we're going to get to that. And then we'll do this from this day in Phillies history. So offseason updates. Winter meeting started yesterday. That's literally all you need to know. I mean, doesn't seem like the, the Phillies are probably going to do anything during the winter meetings. 
sounds like and it seems like the Phillies made their biggest move, which was re-sign Aaron Nola to a seven-year, $172 million contract. Doesn't really seem like they're going to do anything else, so it seems like that's their only deal that they were going to make this offseason. But you never know. You never know. The Yamamoto's still out there, and who, who we'll see what team he signs with. And But it seems like that's the move the Phillies made for the win. So winter meetings, nothing – too much to update you on so far, but they started yesterday. So, I was reading an MLB.com article, like I mentioned. Um, it was an excerpt, excerpt from Todd Zalecki's uh, recent article on the Phillies in the winter meetings and what we should expect their goals to be. And he mentioned trade candidates, potential trade candidates, and he says here relievers are frequently on the move and the Phillies find themselves in a crunch as spring training approaches. And there have been recent reports that the Cleveland Guardians are putting Emmanuel Class A on the trade block, potentially, and Josh Hader's still out there on the, the free agent market. But the Phillies don't need to do that. I believe the best option for the Phillies bullpen going into 2024, I think keep it in-house. I 100 keep think they keep it in-house. Zalecki mentioned from the article, Alvarado, Sir Anthony, Hoffman, Gregory Soto, Matt Strom, and Orion Kirkering all make the team heading into 2024. And I would mostly agree with that. I'm curious to see what's going to happen with Orion Kirkering next year. He's still young and you know very, very limited sample size on what he did for Philadelphia last season. But we're we're going to see with Orion Kirkering. I think, I think we all generally think he probably makes the team next year. But that leaves Connor Brogdon, Andrew Bellotti, Junior Marte, McKinley Moore, Michael Mercado, Nick Nelson, and Luis Ortiz all to fight for spots for the Philadelphia Phillies and their bullpen. And I'm completely okay with that. Look, I think Alvarado, I think Jeff Hoffman, and Sir Anthony, albeit I know Sir Anthony had a bit of an up-and-down year last year, I think you give Sir Anthony another shot at being a high leverage guy along with Alvarado and Jeff Hoffman and maybe Orion Kirkering if he can prove it. Orion Kirkering, there's an asterisk next to his name because I think we're all on the Orion Kirkering hype train and I get it. Guy had the, the best pitch in the minors last year. His, his slider was named the best pitch. So I totally understand it. But the guy still has to to potentially prove it. But that's a fourth guy right there. That could be a high leverage guy. And somebody else, people forget Gregory Soto was was brought here and he, you know, this time last year, or maybe it was a little later, but regardless, Gregory Soto was an all-star at one point and he was a very good reliever for Detroit. And in his first year with the Phillies, he was pretty average at best. He was pretty average. Had some moments, but pretty average at best. But if Gregory Soto can get back to being the the really good reliever that he was for a couple of years with Detroit, I think that's a that's a big X factor. That's a big X factor. I don't think I think if those things happen, you don't have to go out and get a class A. I, especially like the Guardians are going to want a haul of prospects and uh I've been clamoring the last couple of years that the Phillies have been doing the right things with their farm system and their scouting department and all that. And you've seen that with Bryson Stott, Johan Rojas, and Alec Bohm with the proof that they don't need to do much. Uh, they, they, like, hold on to these guys. Hold on to these guys. The Abels, McGarry's, the Painters, and Justin Crawford's, 
uh, Carlos de la Cruz, like hold on to those guys. So I, I don't think you need to go trade those trade those guys. So I, I, I'm cool with Alvarado Hoffman, Sir Anthony, high leverage guys, maybe Kirkering and and Gregory Soto, potentially, depending on how he looks this year, depending. And I think you're you're good with Matt Strom and potentially Dylan Covey as your long guys. Covey had a good second half. Now we'll see. Again, I'm more of a guy of, you know, you got to prove it to me over a large sample size. Like Kobe did that in the second half of the season, which was great. But someone like Matt Strom, who is more consistent over the entirety of the season, that's somebody who I'm going to trust more um, in the case. But I I think I'm comfortable with Matt Strom and Dylan Kobe as your long guys heading into this season. And again, just to finish off here, you don't need to go after Emmanuel Classe. You're going to have to give up those 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 prospects and I like what they've done in the farm system and with the scouting department with Preston Mattingly I I, I like what they've done and lastly you don't need to dump the money on Josh Hader like I said you don't need to dump the money on a Josh Hader use that elsewhere use that elsewhere use it on I don't know another starter like a, like a Yamamoto or even a Blake Snell. I know people there people have differing opinions on Blake Snell. It sounds like he probably might go to Seattle. That's or at least that's where he, the reports are that he really wants to go. But because that's where that's where his hometown was. But just to 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 finish off, you know, use that money somewhere else. So I'm completely fine with you the Phillies with the relief pitching using what they have in-house. You don't have Craig Kimbrell anymore, so you don't have to worry about that headache, even though he was good at times last year. I don't, you don't have to worry about that headache. But the, the reason the Phillies lost last year, let's be honest, was because they didn't hit in the in the last couple of games, and that was important, not because of the, the bullpen. So best option for the bullpen in 2024, run it back, and we'll see. Some guys will progress, hopefully. So let me know what your thoughts are as far as the bullpen goes. Do you want Class A? Are you willing to trade prospects? Do you like Josh Hader? You want to give him all that money? Or do you run it back and you know leave like Connor Brogdon, Bilotti, Marte, somebody like that to, to fill in some of the holes there in the bullpen? So let me know there. Now, I recently, a couple of episodes ago, I think literally two episodes ago, I did the Hall of Fame version of Phillies today. I did just because, you know, the ballot recently came out about three weeks ago now. Um, Bobby Abreu, Jimmy Rollins, and Chase Utley debuting. Well, Abreu and Rollins having some time on the ballot already. But Chase Utley debuted on the ballot his first time this year on the Hall of Fame ballot. And I forgot to leave one name off there because Abreu, Utley, Rollins, all Phils, obviously. But Billy Wagner had a couple of years in Philadelphia. I don't know how I, I must have just went over his name just because Abreu, Rollins, and Utley, I also feel like are all have really compelling um, perspectives on them for the Hall of Fame. But so does Billy Wagner. So, I, But Wagner had a couple of years in Philly in 2004 and 2005. And I remember as a kid in 2004 going to Citizens Bank Park for the first time in I think that was the first month of April there. And I remember watching Billy Wagner pitch and being just in awe that he was throwing 100, throwing 101. And I was constantly looking at, you know, where they have the 
you know, with where, where they had the pitch speed um, in certain parts of the ballpark and just being amazed at Wagner throwing 100, 101. I wanted him to throw 100, 101 every single time. So Billy Wagner was somebody I grew up watching. I remember him as a Philly, somewhat as, as an Astro, definitely as a Met too, and a little bit as a Brave. So because he had that one last year with the uh, with the Atlanta Braves. So him as a Philly in two years, and let's look at his resume as a Philly. We're not not looking at his Hall of Fame case. We'll look that in third about thirty seconds, but just want to uh, look at his his numbers with the Fightins for those few years that he did in 2004 and 2005. So in, in two combined years, I think his first year he was, he was hurt a little bit. Then he got hurt at one point in the year. A 186 ERA and uh, in 120 games, 108 games finished, 126 innings, 146 strikeouts, and what was his ERA plus? Yeah, 240. That's a pretty good ERA plus. Um, Billy Wagner did. So he, Wagner was great the, the, the two years that he was here. You know, albeit he was hurt that first year, so he finished with, what, like 21 saves. Fin- I guess he finished with about 50, is that 59 saves overall. His second year, he, he led the majors in games finished, had 38 saves in 77 and two-thirds innings. I mean, Wagner was, I mean, that was in the prime of his career, you know, right there with the Phils too. I mean, with Houston, obviously, too, and with the Mets. He was really good with the Mets. But um, he was right there in the prime of his career with the Phils and had a very good two years when he was with Philadelphia, albeit those injuries. And his resume overall, so he played, he pitched, what was that, nine years with Houston, four years with the Mets, two years with the Phils, one with Atlanta, and one with Boston. I forgot about Boston. He was there for like a second, right, Um, because he got traded from the Mets. So 16 years overall, all in, for the most part, the National League, albeit the one year with the Red Sox. And he had a 231 ERA for his career overall. 853 games, 703 games finished, 422 saves, and 903 innings flat, and uh, a 187 ERA plus for his career, and a 273 FIP, including seven-time All-Star and a Rolades Relief uh, Reliever of the Year. I believe that was 99. I forget what year that was, but I'm looking at his baseball reference page right now, and those were um, his accolades and his statistics. So let's get to it. I'm going to say, I'm going to tell you guys whether I think he is in the Hall of Fame and whether, or do I think he's a Hall of Famer? And then I'm going to tell you, does he make the Hall of Fame? So for right now, I did a bunch of extra research here before the episode because I wanted to do you know some due diligence and I've gone back and forth and I think he has some incredible dominant numbers for his for his career, especially with Houston all the way throughout New York and even till his last year with Atlanta. Dominant numbers. I just think the part where he misses, and I mentioned injuries with the Phils, at least for right now, because my my opinion can changes on certain guys and certain years and just overall. I think for me right now, because I want to emphasize right now, I think Wagner is borderline, but I think he's a no for me, and I think where he's a no. I think the 900 innings pitch, 903 innings pitch hurts him just a little bit. 
Just a little bit. I think there's a lot of guys out there that had a thousand you know, plus innings with Mariano Rivera, Trevor Hoffman, Bruce Sutter. Dennis Eckersley obviously was also a starter during his career, so that, that changes things a little bit, but that does help him. I think 900 innings just misses, isn't, isn't enough. I think you got to at least have a thousand innings. And maybe Billy Wagner was a little more dominant than Trevor Hoffman, but Hoffman just, you know, the fact that he had, what, about 150 plus innings. That's almost two or three more seasons worth of innings more than Billy Wagner, I think, would give Trevor Hoffman the edge to get into the Hall of Fame. I think Wagner just misses because of the length, but he was extremely dominant. He was extremely dominant, and he was an incredible reliever slash closer for his career, but I think he just misses because of the length of the innings. Does he make the Hall of Fame? It's a great question. 68.5% last year, his eighth year on the ballot. It's going to be really interesting, his ninth and tenth years. Well, let's see. I mean, will there even be a tenth year? I don't know. He's pretty close. Todd Helton was a little closer last year. He had 72-plus percent, I believe. Billy Wagner, 68.5% last year. It's going to be in his for, – for a second, he was just just chilling at like 10% his first couple of years on the ballot. But 2019, I think he was 16%. And then it's pretty much like doubled almost every year since. It was 32 the next year. And then not doubled, but, you know, like at least 10% more the next year and the next year and the next year. And he made the jump to 68.5% this year. I think he also just misses because of what I mentioned of the innings. There are not a lot of relievers in the Hall of Fame. There's not a lot of relievers in the Hall. And I think he just misses because of the length of innings as well. And he's close. He's at 68.5%. He could get in. He could. He could get in next year. This year, he could get in the year after. But... I'm going to say no. That's my opinion. But I want to know from you out there. Twitter at Rojas underscore media underscore. Do you think Billy Wagner's a Hall of Famer? Tell me yes and why or no and why. Do you agree with me? I want to know from you guys out there. Let me know on Twitter. Follow me. I will. Uh, we will talk some Billy Wagner Hall of Fame. So around Major League Baseball, Shohei Otani. Got to give you an update on Otani news. So he's likely to decide on a team within the next week. That is per J.P. Morosi from MLB Network. He's likely to decide on a team. We're going to get the news this week. That's exciting. And according to MLB.com as well, he's already received multiple bids well north of $500 million. Maybe he does get that $600 million contract, that lucrative number in 600 million it's going to be really really interesting and per john Heyman, the jot the dodgers cubs blue jays giants and the angels are believed to be finalists for the incredible superstar but it's possible a new suitor could emerge but it seems like the dodgers cubs blue jays giants and angels are all the favorites to land shohei um this offseason and within the next week within the next week Going back to Hall of Fame talk here. Congrats to the longtime manager, Jim Leland. He was elected to the Hall of Fame from the contemporary ballot. Excuse me. Jim Leland, I definitely remember him as the Tigers manager, but early on he was the manager of the Pirates. He also led, I believe, the Marlins in 97 to a World Series title. 
And so he was also the Tigers manager for a while. That's what I think a lot of us remember him from, especially, you know, within the last uh, decade, 20 years. And uh, so congrats to Jim Leland on making the Hall of Fame. Some trade news. Definitely involving the NL East, and this impacts the Philly just a little bit. Seattle Mariners seem like they are giving up on their young young player, Jared Kelnick. He is going to the Atlanta Braves. Just great. Just another player the Atlanta Braves are going to mold into being a star. Jared Kelnick goes to Seattle, or goes from Seattle to Atlanta, along with Marcos Gonzalez, Evan White, and cash considerations. And on the other side, the Mariners receive right-handed pitcher Jackson Kowar and right-handed pitcher Cole Phillips, young prospect there for the Atlanta Braves. Now the Seattle Mariners. So there's your trade news. Jared Kelnick, now an Atlanta Brave. Great, because he's going to develop into a superstar. We know he is now. He did make a bounce back, a little bit of a bounce back. Not bounce back, but... Bit of a it took a bit of a step there for Seattle last year, but they don't seem like they're too interested in keeping him and seeing him develop along with Julio Rodriguez and other uh, young players for the Mariners. So let's get today uh, this day in Philly's history, shall we? Before we end the show, on this day, December fourth in nineteen thirty, Philly's president William Baker dies of a heart attack while attending the league's winter meetings. Happy Winter Meetings Day at the Ritz-Carlton in Montreal. He led them to 17 years following the death of his predecessor and cousin, William Locke. On this day in 1943, baseball commissioner Landis holds an appeal uh, appeal hearing on this month-old lifetime ban of former Phillies president William Cox for betting on the team. Landis decides to stick with the original ban, not buying Cox's revised statement that he didn't bet on games. He only said he did to smoke out a Phillies employee he is suspected of disloyalty. Phillies transactions on this day. By the way, it brought to you by BroadandPatterson.com because they, they are the website that gives me this information. Couldn't do it without them. Phillies transactions on this day. 1941, signed free agent Lloyd Wayner. Also on 41, purchased Ron Northey from the Philadelphia Athletics. Fast forward to 1959, traded Carl Sawatsky to St. Louis for Bobby Smith and Bill Smith. Two Smiths, 1973, traded Bob Beal to Atlanta for Gil Garrido. In 1978, they lost Jeff Schneider to Baltimore in the Rule 5 draft. And in 1989, they selected Dave Hollins from the San Diego Padres and Sil Campusano from the Blue Jays and lost Gordon Dillard to Pittsburgh in the Rule 5 draft. And lastly, born on this date, 1876, Henry Krug. A couple years later, Frank Maher in 1878, 1883, Jim Maroney, 1930, Harvey Kuhn, 1974, Tadahito Iguchi, the legend, 1981, Jerome Williams, 1992, uh, current Phillies outfielder slash utility guy. Well, not utility guy, just outfielder. Jay Cave. So happy birthday to Jay Cave. So there you go. That's this day in Phillies history. But that's going to do it for me today. For Phillies today on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Let me know what you thought of Billy Wagner, Hall of Famer. Is he? Is he not? Let me know what you think of the bullpen options. What should the Phillies do with the bullpen heading into 2024 at Rojas underscore media underscore on Twitter? That's all for me. I'll talk to you guys on Thursday. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. Uh, 